1: Dom Giordano on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD.
2: Bill, it's been way too long. Thank you for joining us.
0: It's great to be back, Dom. Thanks for having me.
2: Well, I was intrigued. I saw on Twitter that you had various dealings over the course of time in your uh, career with this special counsel. So, give us a breakdown. What were the situations, and what did you think of them?
0: I want people to understand that Rob Her is a top-notch attorney and a top-notch person. When he was the U.S. attorney in Baltimore, I got to know him because we had similar districts, similar problems we were dealing with, problems of urban violence, drugs, political corruption and the like. And of course, Maryland uh, is adjacent to Pennsylvania. So I got to know him, got to see him in action, and he was a terrific U.S. attorney his office was professionally run. That place was humming. There was never any whiff of any political bias of any sort. He's a person of the highest character, the highest integrity. He has a phenomenal resume. I mean, this is a guy who, for example, has clerked on the Supreme Court. So he's extremely smart and he's got great wisdom and great judgment and everybody respects him. And he was handpicked by the attorney general by Merrick Garland to do this job because he is respected on both sides of the aisle
2: that's where i was going to go isn't that the biggest tell that garland picked him for this versus somebody overtly political in any way shape or form i mean you you might pick somebody of the other party because you want to be like caesar's wife you want to give the perception to the public of uh, and again He didn't find anything here per se that appears to be, well, it might have been actionable, but you know what I mean, Bill, there was no all out attempt to say, oh, my God, this is like Watergate or anything. There wasn't any rhetoric in there like that. It was very legalistic.
0: And Attorney General Garland could have picked anybody or asked Mm -hmm. anybody to do this. And he went to rob her for a reason, again, because he's extremely capable he's well respected on both sides of the aisle and all of this criticism that he's now receiving and he's really getting it i guess from from all sides but in particular the criticism of him for explaining his decisions is really nonsensical. And I'd like to address that. First of all, he had to explain his reasoning. It was specifically part of his tasking from the attorney general. He was supposed to write a report explaining his reasons for coming to the conclusions that he did. It would have been irresponsible. It would have been a a dereliction of his duty if he didn't explain what his reasoning was. He's also not Prosecuting in the usual sense, he's he's investigating and then he's writing a report. And what you do in a report is you explain your reasoning, you try to justify, you lay out the facts, and then you justify your conclusions. He also had to explain his reasoning, reasoning because it's obviously relevant to his decision not to recommend charges. Uh, he talked a lot about his perceptions of the president's mental state, and that is always relevant. And white collar matters always.
2: In what in what um, matter and, you that know, you've uh, been involved in, Bill? Explain for listeners the mindset. How does that get, in particularly, in white collar crime, alleged crime?
0: White collar crime is oftentimes sort of different from street crime in the sense that there's very little. There's well, uh, oftentimes there's very little. Discussion or argumentation about what actually happened, usually the facts are pretty clear, but where the argument comes into uh, is what was the defendant's mental state and there's a lot therefore there's a lot of gray area naturally in white collar uh, matters because if somebody didn't have the intent the intent to commit a crime an intent to commit a felony then they shouldn't be charged because you can't prove all the elements beyond a reasonable doubt. So it's a little bit different from, for example, street crime, robbery. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you go in and you stick a gun in somebody's face and you're robbing a liquor store, it's pretty clear that you have the intent to rob the liquor store. Uh, the, the argument tends to be... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
1: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Do you have the right guy or not? Um, That's not really the case in white collar
0: matters. White collar matters boil down to the mental state of the potential defendant.
2: Bill, have you ever, in your experience, I don't know if you've ever been a special counsel or something like this, uh, said what we're talking about here, you know, um, there might be actionable items here. I guess he's saying that, that there were sort of, but um, you're not going to convict here, not just like, let's remove Biden, memory issues, well-meaning elderly man, but something that's not going to, in your experience, get a jury to convict in this situation. Have you ever had to do that? That
0: Every day and all day when I was U.S. attorney. It happens all the time. Uh, Again, mental state is the thing that is the key in in the white-collar matters. And um, so you don't have to be a special prosecutor like her in order to grapple with this. This is what white-collar prosecutors grapple with all the time. And you know he had to explain himself as i said before because it was specifically part of his tasking um but it it it's to, it goes to his core responsibility to determine whether or not charges should be recommended he had to evaluate the things that he evaluated and and really, I mean that's what special prosecutors do all the time. I mean, for example, we're all familiar with the, the Mueller report, right? The Mueller investigation yep. Yep. during the Trump presidency. Now, Robert Mueller decided not to recommend charges against the president, but did anybody expect him not to explain why? Did anybody expect exactly. him not to write a report? Four hundred pages. I think it was four hundred pages. To his yeah. Yeah. Like, there wasn't anybody on the on the face of the earth who would have been satisfied if he had just said, uh, you know, here's my decision and I'm not going to explain it. You have to explain it. And her was not trying to please anybody. If you really think about it, he was just trying to do his job. The fact that he's taking it from all sides, I think, tends to show that he did his job without any political motivation. The right is mad at him for not recommending charges and the left is mad at him for explaining why. So maybe uh, maybe that tends to show that he was right where he should have been.
2: Take us through, and again, uh, I respect, you know, you have um, uh, a, a, a lane here that we're working with, and rightfully so, you know, given your other responsibilities. But the language that was used to portray uh, President Biden in this uh, is being, would would he consult with somebody? We don't know that neurologically or whatever? Would you, if you're in that situation, Bill, consult, or do you just in layman's terms go forward with what he said here?
0: Well, that's a good question. And I don't know all the details of of what he did. I mean, he did have a staff that was available to him, and there may be more to this story. But I can tell you, though, that mental capacity which is very similar to mental state because you have to have a certain mental capacity in order to have the required mental state to commit a crime. Mental capacity is something that's relevant, not just at the charging stage, but at all stages of a matter. For example, I've had cases where I've defended people in private practice where they've been charged and I'm defending them in court, and then you might have a a mental evaluation and it might be determined – you know, not capable of standing trial, and I've had cases like that where the prosecution has actually dismissed charges post indictment because my client's mental state had deteriorated or changed, so it's something that you always have to examine here her was examining it within the umbrella of trying to understand mental state and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say one way or the other whether he was right. I, you know, no, I'm just I'm saying that that was that, something right. Right. But it was it was clearly something that he had to do. So this criticism of him for explaining his decision, again, is completely nonsensical, completely inconsistent with the core responsibilities of the special counsel. And I think is is really um, just quite silly.
2: Uh, Bill, one other area too: the president's former lawyer in this matter, the zone of attack is, well, these were not good questions. Now, based upon the little that I know about this guy, you and also the weight of this when you're dealing with the president of the united states in any manner uh if this guy's like bill mcswain he's buttoned up he's gone over these questions so there's no doubt that they're both legally sound plus they're uh not something where you don't understand what you're being asked you know i mean they're they're all over the place i can't imagine a guy like this strikes me as incredibly thorough i know what i would do in this you take to the mattresses You go back and forth with people. Do you understand the question? Is this question relevant? You don't want anybody to come back on you, particularly when Garland entrusts you with this. You know, he's sticking it out there by taking a guy who uh, some people would say, no, you just take somebody who's political and said nothing to see here. All that, I bet this guy sweated these questions out.
0: I'm sure that Rob Herr was very prepared when he went into the interview, I guess the two days of interviews yep. he had with President Biden. I'm, I'm absolutely certain of that. I would also expect that he was very fair because that's the kind of person he is. He's fair, he's reasonable. And I know there's been a lot of criticism of him asking particular questions, but if you're in Rob Hirsch's shoes, um, those might be questions that you're thinking to yourself are relevant in the sense that these are important things to the president, let's see if he remembers them if the president is saying that he can't remember when or can't identify the years when he served as vice president or can't remember the year when his son passed away i mean that that i think would be relevant to the job that that mr her had to try to determine whether he should bring charges i mean having a having memory issues and the like would certainly be something that would be relevant to mental state and relevant to to trying to prove felonies so Uh, I I would be extremely surprised if Rob Hur tried to engage in a game of gotcha with the president. That's not his character. That's not the way he he operates. I think he was was in a good faith fashion asking the questions that he thought were relevant that were going to help him make his decision.
2: Yeah, we come back to is Merrick Garland really, if there's a hint, a sniff of somebody doing this, He's not going to choose him to do this. That, that's probably the best rejoinder to this. Bill, if you could, just um, I know you're in a different game now, private practice and all that. But we're excited to see some of the things that seem to be going on with law enforcement here in Philadelphia. And I bet you cross path with some of these people over the course of time, Kensington particularly, which is very, very difficult. Are you hopeful with Cheryl Parker and some of the things that we've seen going on Krasner's still there we know of course Well
0: I'm always hopeful. I love Philadelphia. I love this city was was born here. I uh, always lived in the area and I am encouraged by some of the things I've seen the new mayor say. I mean she, and and honestly she can say some things as an African American woman that maybe some other people can't say in the same way. She has an opportunity for her to really go after the core of the problem and be honest and candid about it and a lot of the problem is krasner as, as you and i know and have discussed many times and if she can push back on him on some of his excesses uh, i think it'd be a good thing for the city and um you know it, it's something that is i'm sure she's thinking about it a lot it's something that the voters care about a lot public safety was probably the number one issue in this past election and so I'm certainly rooting for her and um, hope that this is something that she'll she'll make a priority.
2: Bill, thank you so much. And and thanks for your analysis of her. That's what I thought. And again, this idea, uh, you know, wild questions and all that. A guy like this seems to me a guy like McSwain. I know what you would do in this situation. And I know how, you know, you're sweating it to walk the line between getting to the truth but not appearing to be partisan here. And I think that's what this guy did. And if we ever see the tape, I think it'll be pretty clear.
0: (laughs) Well, thanks, Tom. It's great to be with you.
1: Dom Giordano, weekdays noon till three, from Talk Radio 1210, WPHD.